4: Previously on Haunted.
3: The family are all deceased.
4: He uploaded this video to his Facebook page.
3: Don't listen to the radio. Whatever you do, don't listen. What is wrong with this town?
4: All the towns in the UK and my mum gets a job when my ex has joined the police force.
1: You know I could arrest both of you for entering the crime scene. They've confirmed at least two bodies inside so far.
3: Murder by arson? This is the temple lobe. This is the part of the brain responsible for translating sounds that are heard.
1: This strange sound though, it affected him on a deep level. Weird guy with a history of interest in the occult turns up and suddenly I've got murders and symbols all over the place? Sounds like you might just be number one suspect.
5: Please, <laughs> make it stop. Make it come away. <laughs>
1: I, I, I can't get it out of my head!
6: Haunted, the audio drama. Episode 1 The Signal Part 3 of 6 Written by Jamie Evans Is
1: she okay? She's calm. I don't think that's the same as okay, though. Where's the doctor? Nobody can reach him. Our medics have patched her up and stopped the bleeding, but we're going to have to get a doctor to look at her, just to be safe. Now... Not that you two were off the hook for what you did, but I don't have time to deal with you right now. Can you please just go home whilst I deal with this?
4: No way, Dan. This relates directly to our investigation. How so? Well, for one thing, you do know who that is, don't you?
1: No. Haven't you ID'd her? Uh, We were a little caught up trying to stop the blood coming from her head.
4: Okay, okay. No need to get defensive. And you, stop antagonising him. That's Melissa Black. Mark Rawlinson's girlfriend? She was with him the night of Hangman's Wood, when they all heard the signal. She might know where Paul, the one who's still missing, is.
3: Let me talk to her. You're joking, right? Not at all.
1: I'm not going to let you in there. Look, I know you guys have your own investigation going on, but believe me, this police matter trumps your little ghost hunt. Yeah? Hey, Dan. Gov wants to see you. Right now? He said pronto. Damn it. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. You two are just going to ignore everything I said and talk to her, aren't you? Probably. Could have taken a job in
3: London. He's a very angry young man, isn't he?
4: Ease up on him. He wasn't always like that. Oh, no? He lost his friend a couple of years ago. She, uh drowned at Victoria Lake. That's actually why he decided to become a policeman. He's always convinced it wasn't an accident. He's a bit like you in that way.
3: What do you mean?
4: I mean... James, I've read everything about you. I know why you do what you do. James?
3: Let's go talk to the girl, shall we?
4: Well done, Abigail.
5: Who, who are you? I know you. You're the um, you're the vicar's daughter. You you just moved into the old vicarage a little while ago. That's right. My name is Abigail
4: Corbin, and this is James Hunter. You aren't police. No, James is a professional paranormal investigator, and I'm sort of his assistant.
3: You haven't drunk the tea they gave you.
5: Not much of a tea person. They put a drop of something stronger than sweetener in it, maybe.
3: Well. Let's keep this our little secret, yes? Thank you. That's a lot of tattoos you have there on your arm.
5: You against tattoos?
3: Not at all. Just an observation. I bet it took quite a while to get all of that done.
5: A few years in total, yeah. I know what you're doing, by the way.
3: And what am I doing?
5: You're trying to ground me. To calm me down so I don't get hysterical again when you start questioning me.
3: Is it working?
5: Melissa... We want to ask you about Hangman's Woods. How do you know about Hangman's Woods?
4: Mark was keeping some notes, sort of a a diary after the incident. We know
5: about the strange signal you guys picked up on your radio. We were just trying to have some fun, you know. There's nothing to do in this town at Halloween. So Mark thought it would be a good idea for me and him, Paul and Jay, to go out to the woods, smoke some, drink some, and then maybe try and see some spooky shit.
3: Spooky shit. It's
5: just stories, you know, about hangman's woods. There's loads of stories of ghosts in there from back when they used to hang people. There's always stories about people getting lost in there and wandering around until they die of thirst or something. Half of it's probably not even true, but it was something to do. What exactly did you do? The forest is pretty thick for the most part, but you can drive some of the way in and there's just a short walk to the hanging tree. Have you ever seen it? No. It's this huge tree. The bark on it is all black, right? They say because of the evil of the forest, but I think it actually got struck by lightning a long time ago. It's a big tree with no leaves on any of the branches. We did a seance there to see if we could contact anything.
3: That was a very stupid thing to do.
5: I thought you didn't believe in ghosts anymore.
3: I don't, but seances are still risky. They put you in a heightened mood. They make everything seem a little less... real. People do strange things sometimes during seances. You need to be careful.
5: Well, nothing happened anyway. We tried for an hour, and we got absolutely nothing. So I went back to the car with Mark to... Well... You know. What? You know. What?
4: He doesn't know. He's kind of naive about
5: things. Don't worry. I know. What about the other two guys? They were happy just hanging around near the tree. They pulled some camping chairs out of Paul's van and just chilled drinking beer and smoking. They're both pretty heavily stoned by this point. Anyway, we were in the car and it just came on. What did it sound like? I honestly can't describe it. It's like... It's like there's noise and no noise at the same time. Like, you almost can't hear it. Not with your ears, but you feel it. In the pit of your stomach. In the way your hair stands on end. We called over the other two, and they caught the end of it.
3: And you've been hearing it ever since?
5: It comes and goes, but it is getting worse. There's less and less time between hearing it. Mark said he'd found a way to slow it down. You spoke to him? No, he... He sent me a message on WhatsApp. I knew things must be bad because he sounded so scared. So scared. It was like he was saying goodbye. He told me he was sorry he ever took me to the woods and that he... He, he said that you could sort of drown it out with loud music. I've had headphones glued to my head for days, blasting the heaviest stuff I can find, but it only slows it down. It's still happening. Can you hear it right now? No, not right now. It, was pretty bad this morning. I went crazy like I had no control over my actions. I couldn't think of anything except trying to make it go away and that's when, that's when I, I did this.
3: But it won't stop it. Whatever it is, it's inside your head.
5: I don't want to end up like Mark. Please. I don't want to die. I don't want to hear this anymore or see these things. Things.
3: The hallucinations have started.
5: Yeah, this morning.
3: What did you see?
5: It was a ghost.
3: How can you be sure?
5: I've seen enough movies. It was a pale guy with half his face missing, dressed in old clothes. What did he do? Nothing. He just stared at me. Having something I couldn't quite make out.
3: What about water? Did you see anything regarding water? Perhaps uh, perhaps a leak or a, or a puddle?
5: No. Why? Are these hallucinations going to get worse?
3: I don't know. I honestly and truly don't know. You understand we need to wrap this thing up quickly, yes? Yes, sir. There's been 14 different phone calls in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> People claiming to have seen a bloody killer clown walking the streets. That's very alarming, sir. Damn right it is. This town will become a national laughingstock if we don't solve this. I'm going to put Beckwith on finding this clown. I-, I want you heading up a team taking care of that poor girl and resolving the Rawlinson case, OK? <laughs> Are you the right man for the job? Yes, sir. Good.
1: Sir, I think that the Rawlinson murders may actually be connected somehow to the murders of Pelham Street.
3: They're completely different MOs,
1: Dan. That's true, sir, but there are some connections. One of the burning victims, we believe, is Jason Harold, who was with Mark Rawlinson on the evening he went into Hangman's Woods. There were also drawings at both the scenes... Drawings? A symbol, sir. Mark had it drawn repeatedly in his notebook. It was painted on the wall at 45 Pelham Street.
3: Jesus Christ, just what we need... Some ritualistic crap. The papers are going to be all over this one. You know that, don't you? Yes, sir. You'll be under intense scrutiny from them, which means you'll be under intense scrutiny from me. Got it? Understood, sir. OK, let's not waste time. Report to me regularly. Yes, sir.
1: What did he say? He wants me to keep investigating the Rawlinson case and to look after Melissa Black. Yeah. Um, about that... What? I just came from the interrogation room. She's gone. So are your two friends. Oh, son
2: of a...
4: I've got to say, when I came to get you, I had no idea I'd spend the day breaking so many laws.
3: Technically, we've done nothing wrong. She wasn't under arrest.
4: Here you go. Try and rest here, Melissa. Thank you.
3: I'm just going to do some checks on you, all right? Okay. Abigail, hand me that torch, will you? Thank you. Melissa, can you follow this light with your eyes for me? Good. Close both of your eyes for me, can you? That's good, okay. Now, keep them closed for a few seconds. Okay, open them. Good, good. Your pupils are responding appropriately to the light.
4: How would you know?
3: I've seen an episode of casualty here and there. Hmm. Your temperature does feel a little on the cold side. Open wide for me. Hmm. Okay. I know. Here, take a couple of these.
5: God, what are they?
3: They're Tic Tacs. Your breath smells bad.
5: I'm not playing around. Neither is he, I promise.
4: Even if he seems like it, he's just a bit...
3: Unique? Eccentric? Odd. Okay, interesting, interesting. Question. If Melissa heard the signal at the same time as Mark, why is it taking so much longer to affect her? She's clearly more lucid at this time than Mark was. Theory. Well... It could be a lot of things. Maybe the signal affects men and women differently.
4: Maybe he just didn't do enough to block the signal. Maybe if you don't think about it, you can lessen the impact?
3: Possibly. The problem is we don't know nearly enough yet. So let's think for a moment about what exactly we need to know. Question one. Why is it affecting Melissa differently? Scratch that. That's question two. Question one is where is the signal broadcasting from? At the moment, we only know of it being heard for definite in the woods. Can you use the computer to look up for me how many broadcasters cover that forest?
4: Yeah, no problem.
3: Question three. Who is stalking the town disguised as a clown? Is that another victim of the signal? Question four. What do those symbols we found mean? If your friend, Deputy Dan, will play ball, I can have them sent to a symbologist friend of mine. Question five. Presuming the boy in the fire was Jay Harold, he and Mark are both dead. Melissa is with us, so where is the fourth member of their little crew?
4: Whoa, that is a lot of questions to answer.
3: It is. I'm rather sorry, but I'm about to add one more. Question 6. Why has Melissa gone so quiet?
4: What? Melissa, Melissa, are you okay?
3: Stay back, Abigail.
4: Look at her eyes. They aren't reacting at all. It's like she's in a a trance. Uh, Get off!
3: Here we go. Uh, Get off me! I'm trying. She is surprisingly strong. Uh, Melissa, listen to me. Hold on to her. Oh, really? I was thinking of letting go. Hold her still. I need to put these on. I'm trying the best I can. Watch out. Uh, She's biting. One second. Here. It's working. Good thinking. I hate to say this, but do you haven't have any rope stored down here? We'd better tie her up in case she gets all angry again.
4: Um, hang on. Yeah, I got this.
3: Why is there a coil of rope in your office slash spare room?
4: I don't think you want the answer to that question. Everyone
3: stay where they are!
4: Dan! Abigail! What's going on? Mum?
3: This is not what it looks like.
2: real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. An Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great... Great kitchen, And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: If you're going to lecture me, just get it over with. I don't have time to wait. We don't have time to wait.
1: I'm not going to lecture you. You've made it very clear that lecturing you achieves nothing. I just want to know why. Why are you endangering that girl's life? Taking her out of police custody? She needs a hospital.
4: I know this is going to sound insane, and I know I don't really have the right to ask you this, but I promise we did the right thing for her. I need you to trust me
1: on that. I'm trying, Abby. Lord knows I'm trying. But it isn't easy. Since the moment that man showed up, you've been acting erratic. I know. What scares me most is the idea that you're going to get hurt. I know we're not together anymore, but it doesn't mean I don't still care about you. I don't want to see you in danger.
4: Well, that's very sweet of you, but Dan, you can't stop me from getting into danger. Today I've seen some horrible things, but I feel more alive than I have. I think just about ever in my entire life. I feel like I'm finally doing something.
1: Chasing ghosts...
4: I don't know if it's ghosts or some strange cult or the government hiding subliminal messages on the radio, but whatever it is, I want to see it through. Each new clue we find is just deepening my resolve to solve this. And now there's Melissa. She isn't dead yet. We have a chance to save her. And I know that you can relate to that.
1: Yeah, I can. I didn't become a police officer to shoot bad guys or go on high-speed pursuits. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I became a police officer to help people. You're right. We have a chance, however slim, to help this girl. So what do we do now? You start by telling me everything you know. Everything you and James have seen today. Regardless of how crazy it might sound.
4: OK. OK, I can do that. But maybe take a seat. It's a long story.
0: I can hear the music from those headphones from here. Aren't you worried about deafening the poor girl?
3: At this point, that's the preferable alternative, believe me. I think this rope on her wrist is too tight. I'm going to loosen it a little. So, you're Abigail's mother.
0: That's right. Cheryl Corbin. I already know who you are, of course. Abigail's idolised you since she was 14.
3: That's a shame. Shame? Shame. There are better people out there one can choose to idolise.
0: Oh, I don't know. Most girls her age were looking up to vapid reality TV stars and pop stars who don't write their own songs. At least she was looking up to somebody halfway intelligent.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and if it had been a bit more than halfway, I would have realised the folly of my work much sooner.
0: I think you're too hard on yourself. I read some of your books. Really? Getting a teenage daughter to talk to you is hard enough. I thought showing an interest in her passions would give us something to talk about. I did like the way you wrote, Mr Hunter. The way you approached all your cases with an open but critical mindset. I've seen enough of those ghost-hunting documentaries with her to know that that is a rare trait in your field.
3: It certainly didn't make me popular with my colleagues, that's for sure. Oh. Sorry. Forgot where I was for a second. house of God and all that.
0: It's okay. I'm not a Puritan.
3: So you're a reverend. This is all yours.
0: That's right. The building actually belongs to the town council, but they wanted somebody to move in, oversee the restoration, and then eventually run it. It happened to come up at a time in my life when I was looking for a change, so...
3: It's a very old building. It's very beautiful.
0: One of the oldest in the country, I do believe. This church has been standing here since the Vikings were raiding Britain. Are you a religious man, Mr Hunter?
3: Once upon a time, I was raised as a Catholic.
0: What changed?
3: I, um... I lost both my parents when I was young. Car accident. After that, I was raised in a place that made believing in God rather difficult.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. She's waking up. I'll make some
5: tea. Uh, Are you okay? No. No, I'm not. I'm scared.
3: I know. I'm sorry about the ropes, we just have to make sure.
5: It's okay. I heard that when Mark did what he did, I heard his parents were messed up. I heard he ripped out his own eyes. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to get that far. I don't want to see the things he saw or experience what he experienced. I'm more afraid than I've ever been in my life. Please, tell me the truth. Can you help me?
3: I promise you that I will do everything I can. I promise you that. I won't stop searching for answers. For the cure.
4: Melissa, you're awake!
3: Should I consider myself under arrest, Deputy?
1: No. Not just yet, anyway. This young lady needs to see a doctor, though. So that's where you and me are going. We're going to get Dr Bard, and
3: then... We're going out to Hangman's Woods. Just the two of us? How romantic. Don't test me. Abigail, can you stay here and look after Melissa? She's tied down, so if she does have another episode, you'll be fine. Just keep the volume up on her music.
4: I'll look for the radio stations as well, just like you asked.
3: Thank you. Come on, Deputy Dan, let's go. Don't call me that. We didn't talk much in the car. Dan drove with pursed lips the entire time, hands clenching the steering wheel hard enough to turn his knuckles white. I knew he didn't like me very much, though it was hard to be angry about that. He was worried about Abigail, that I could understand, to an extent. He drove me across town to a residential area where the houses were notably nicer than in the main part of town. Evidently, this was where all the well-to-do people of the town lived. Dr Bard has been our town doctor for as long as I can remember. He's
1: always done our autopsies down at the station, too. I've never known him to leave an incomplete before, though. Do we know why he did? The guard on duty said he hurried out roughly half an hour into the autopsy, saying he felt unwell. He never came back. The station have been phoning him all day,
3: and he's still not answering. Doesn't sound great. You know, I've just thought of something. What? When I was in the morgue earlier, I noticed a small radio on the shelf in the corner... You don't suppose he listens to that while he works, do you? Now I do.
1: You stay with me, understand? No running off. Of course. I mean it. As do I.
3: His car's here. No lights on inside, though. Are we sure he's home? Let's find out. Stay close.
1: Dr. Bard, this is Officer Daniel Cowell. Are you here? Dr. Bard? Can you hear a noise? Dr. Bard, if you're home, I need you to make a noise for me.
3: No. It's a radio.
1: He's been listening to the radio. I think we might be too late. Oh, no. Look, it's the same symbol as before. And I think it's... I think it's painted in blood.
6: starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter and Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin with special guest Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell also featuring Tess Gustard Harry McElroy Edina Fisher-Allen Andrew Sugden Narration by David Anthony Green. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping, and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.
3: Hi guys and gals, this is Jamie Evans, creator and half of the show running team for Haunted, the audio drama. I also play James Hunter in the show. We really hope you're enjoying the show and that you're feeling intrigued by the mysteries we're trying to set up. I don't want to take up much of your time, I'm sure you hear something similar to this at the end of every podcast or audio drama that you listen to. This is the part of the show where we beg you for your hard earned money. We chose to release Haunted free of charge because we wanted as many people to hear it as possible. We have no plans to ever change that model, so please don't worry, the show will continue to release for free for the foreseeable future. However, it does cost us quite a lot of money to produce Haunted. Things like marketing budget, studio rental equipment costs, and of course paying for our performers, makes the show very expensive to produce. So we've decided to set up a Patreon, where fans of the show can donate a small amount of money to us each month, if you choose to do so. We have two different donation tiers on our Patreon, and these come with rewards including access to our Discord server, early access to episodes and access to a behind the scenes show where we talk about the process of making haunted and the sorts of things that inspired the show. That literally doubles the amount of haunted content that you will be receiving. If you could please consider donating so that we can continue the story of James and Abigail, we would be so grateful. Find us at patreon.com slash Impala Films. That's Impala spell I-M-P-A-L-A